Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm really happy and excited and grateful to celebrate with you today, Soul Jonathan. Now, Soul is uh, truly very bright, just like her name, like the sun. She's an evolutionary astrologer. She's been practicing for over two decades. And I have worked with her before. I've seen her genius in action. And now she is going to be bringing her skills as an amazing astrologer to Synchronicity University, and I couldn't be happier. Soul is going to be part of the January 2022 speaker series at Synchronicity University. Uh, and until the end of December 2021, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. Now, Soul is going to be talking about something that is very timely that I know so many people out there want to know about, which is the nodes changing signs. And so the nodes are going to be changing signs this January and just in time for that soul is going to be talking about that during the talk itself with Synchronicity University but also here today as well so welcome soul thank you for being here oh, thank you for having me Nadia it's a pleasure to be here with you again well, you know, I just love uh, hanging out with you. I love talking to you. Uh, you're just such a great astrologer. So I'm really, really glad that you're going to be joining Synchronicity University. So let me ask you, before we jump into the nodes and what's going on there, uh, can you give us a little bit of background? Like, I don't want to say, how did you get into astrology? Because I know everybody asks that, but let me say... Why do you love astrology? Because obviously you love it. You've been an astrologer for over two decades now. Why do you love it? I just fell in love with it. I rather want to say that. And I keep falling in love with it. Every time I go into this, uh, you know, we go into a wormhole of thoughts and one thing leads to the other. It's almost like being a detective. And then you get to an understanding, which is my thing. You're like, like, the mind opens and you just see it that's when I fall in love it's the beautiful mind in a way of astrology that I love and it just makes so much sense so I keep falling in love with it and I can't get rid of it it's like it's that thing that keeps coming back to me it's like sometimes I go through periods where I'm like okay you know gets a little bit too much you talk, you think about astrology all the time, you, you, you feel a little crazy after a while. So I, you know, like I distance myself and I go into art or something else that I really love to, to do as well. But then it just keeps coming back. It's like, knock, knock, hello, it's astrology again. And there it is. So it's always returning. That's love. It is, Ooh. isn't it? And I was uh, saying to you just before we started recording is that I just feel like the times I've interacted with you and, and even now, like your spiritual energy, your spiritual awareness is so strong. And I know that you're an evolutionary astrologer, which does put a spiritual awareness or growth mm. at the forefront. And so how does that connect with you? Like being somebody who's aware of the spiritual journey um, and also an astrologer as well. How does that connection happen for you? For me, these these two always ex coexisted very well together. And I actually started exploring evolutionary astrology because I was looking for information on the nodes. And I was at my nodal return around that time. So it was a, the first nodal return happens around 18. And um, that's when I really started to 
to get into the you know questions about the nodal axis because I have such a potent nodal axis in my natal chart. It was a very uh, obvious thing to study, and it led me through uh, to evolutionary astrology, in particular, you know, the Pluto book of Jeffrey Wolf Green, which was the first one that I got hand of. So that started and opened up a long journey that begs a few questions. You know, there's some questions you have to figure out, like what is karma and, you know, reincarnation and a lot of these more oriental questions that are more present in evolutionary astrology than anything else. And parallel to that, uh, I met my first meditation teacher and that really opened up this um multi-dimensional search that I've been on since to understand I I, I just want to understand you know <laughs> I just want to know what does it mean to be human in its real full um uh, you know expression what what is life mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because just earlier today I was saying to somebody, I think it was Socrates who said the unexamined life is not worth living. And no, when yeah. no, it was was it Socrates or Plato? It was one of the two. Yes, but uh, and look, Plato was a student of Socrates, so even if Plato said it, he got it from Socrates. Let's mm, put it that yeah, way. Yeah. But um, it's interesting because astrology is a very powerful way in which to examine one's life examine one's spiritual life as well mm. but it is the intention that we bring to it because we are spiritual people i think that's why you're attracted to evolutionary astrology um someone else with a different intention might like a different astrology but for you in particular that spiritual awareness is very much at the forefront for me it's about healing you know I, i'm um, i i've I, I use astrology as a tool for healing and for me healing is about liberation of the past you know everything in the past is being liberated and and transformed yeah because that's you know then the body if you just look at it from the body then the body is free to breathe in this moment without being constantly pulled magnetically into the past etc and so forth and that's when you can really connect with your soul and that's when you can really feel your own energy your power and that's so important and especially now that the nodal axis will move into uh, scorpio and venus that is really truly about embodiment and the soul you know, in, in evolutionary astrology, we, we tend to assign the soul to Pluto. Uh, I call it more the enzyme of the soul, the one that sort of purifies everything that is standing in between you and a deeper expression. So when the nodal axis now will go into uh, Scorpio and and uh, and Taurus, we will have a very powerful energy around the karmic axis. And it will be a lot of people will really feel, you know, the struggle to get to a place in themselves where they can be more embodied in their expression and feel more empowered in themselves. So yeah. We are yeah. looking at evolutionary times. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. in evolutionary astrology, the nodes, though, are really important. Like, yes, individually, but collectively as well. So how do you understand the nodes as a symbol in and of themselves? 
Well, it's interesting. It's very important to remember that the nodal axis pertains to the moon. The moon is our personal satellite. It is. Uh, it is very um, earth oriented. It is very. It's. It's ours. You know. It's our moon, and and that ties in the moon, the sun, and earth very much in the nodal axis, uh, which is. Um, why it has to do with a lot of group consciousness it has to do with the past it ties in the moon uh, it also explains why it's so powerful because it relates to the magnetic field of earth itself in a much more um in a much stronger proximity and and very much aligned with the moon so it's um um, it's where the eclipses happen, you know, so it's it's really a lot about our personal individual evolutionary journey in this lifetime, and therefore it becomes almost like the red thread through a, a chart. It's for me, it's it's the spine in a way, it's just everything is connected into that karmic thread, of course, because nothing in your life is coincidental. It all makes sense from a deeper perspective and it makes sense in terms of your own personal destiny on earth. So um, for me, it's so essential. And collectively, when we talk about it collectively, uh, the lunar nodes activates this powerful magnetic field between the past and, and, and the future. So everything, that is connected through the nodal axis is being accentuated. It takes on so much power. And we saw that now we are recently coming out of a few days with Mars on the South Node. It's been a little feisty out there to be quite honest. I've, I think I ran into a few frustrated people and this Martian energy is really strong now. You can really feel it. So it's like the nodal axis is really pulling down into our own personal magnetic field, whatever is going on around it. So that's why it's so important for us. And I think that's why, you know, evolutionary astrology in particular has a whole body of knowledge around what the uh, nodal axis is doing. It's also something you find a lot in Indian astrology. They call it Rahu and Ketu. And um, it's, you know, if we, you want, you know, if you're into evolution and I don't know who's not, then, then it becomes a very important vital point in your chart to figure out. And I know that the nodes right now are like sort of finishing up a transit through the Gemini Sagittarius axis. So how can we mm. now in retrospect understand what was revealed for us here? Uh, and how it is that we evolved personally, but certainly collectively uh, over the course of this last year and a half or so uh, with the uh, with the nodes moving through that uh, Gemini Sagittarius axis. Have you mm. reflected on it? Like what has shown oh, yes. up? Oh, yes, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in this mutable energy field, you know, Neptune is in, in Pisces, and we have all this mutation. I think mutation was one of the hit words in the collective while uh, during this transit. Mutate, mutate. Oh, it's changing. Now it's changing. It's changing again. You know, it's just, oh, dear Lord, it's changing again. Now what, like, we wake up to new rules every day, you know, and that's not just, I mean, Saturn is in Aquarius and we have all these restrictions all the time, but the mute, 
mutations are what's going on in a mutable nodal axis. The south node, which is very interesting because that's a point of purification. This is where the energy gets purified. So wherever the south node is, it's bringing in a very subconscious, uh, unconscious kind of vibe. You know, it's that place which needs to get you know, we need to kind of purify it to take it to a higher expression because you have these subconscious expression in each science. You also have these super conscious expressions in each sign. And between there, there's like a whole spectrum going on. So within that spectrum, I would say when the South node is activated, you get a really subconscious energy of that sign coming through. And in this case, it was Sagittarius. And I must say, and I'm probably one of them too, there's been a lot of opinions out there. People are now currently experts in things they weren't experts in before because of this condition that we've been through globally with the COVID and everything. Um, so we meet a lot of dualism in Sagittarius when it's on a very low expression because my opinion, my subjective opinion, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, you get these ideological clashes and that's what been frustrating for a lot of people um, the last 18 months is that families have been broken because of disagreements and people have been fighting about everything. You know, it's like, because they want to be right instead of wanting to be one, if you know what I mean. And the North Node in Gemini showed us that we are relatively, you know, we, we are relative to each other. That's what we have to understand. Um, my consciousness is relative to people, other people's consciousness or an awareness. And sometimes it's, it's a mismatch. And we won't find the right words to communicate beyond that mismatch. But if we put some willingness behind it, we could. You know, we could. What do you mean by those words? What do you, you know, like really like the art of communication, it was and and is what comes through in Gemini and the building of bridges. So that's what's been going on. I don't know if we succeeded or not, but. Uh, there's still, you know, uh, I see, I, there is a lot of learning happening, at least, you know, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're learning a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're learning to talk to each other. We're learning to communicate with each other. That's the North Node in Gemini. But our mm. impulse has been to do what we can to feel like we're right or to uh, turn an opinion into a fact in some way. Um, but the invitation is there to listen to each other, to talk to each other. Uh, one question that I know uh, some students out there are going to ask as well, because the class is going to have this variety. It's going to have people who are absolutely newbies, completely beginning, and also students who maybe have been coming to Synchronicity University for the last few mm. years. So they've taken some classes, they're familiar with some language. I know that with the nodes, because you already explained what the nodes represent, but the nodes, there's like the true node and the mean node. And so how do you understand the difference mm. between them and which do you prefer? Well, I use the true nodes and I think that's more or less the default actually to, uh, because uh, it really is an observation of the true, the true motion of the nodes. It includes 
um, you know, uh, a direct period in the nodal transits, you know, so it's, it's moving a little bit, um, it, it normally moves retrograde, you know, uh, through the zodiac. This is the, that's the, what it spends the most time doing, but occasionally it stops and it, it sort of like zooms in on a very, on a little degree and it goes a little like, like this, like, so for me, it makes sense because that would be in terms of how I um, understand evolution. It's two step forward and then one step back, two step forward. That, that's organic for me. It's how to, to kind of like understand evolution, you know, being more organic about it. So, so that's why I prefer uh, using the true nodes. And, um, and yes, so that dance of, of you know, growth is what uh, inspires my, and it inspires a lot of my thinking and my teaching in astrology actually, because it's, it's the underlying uh, dimension of life. We cannot escape evolution. It's impossible. People tried. <laughs> Didn't work. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I think as human beings, and especially you and I both are Aquarians, and even though we thrive on change, we are fixed signs. And mm. so earlier, oh, yeah. yeah, so earlier soul was talking about all this mutable energy we're coming out of. And that's because the signs are, are divided into modalities. And so some signs are cardinal in that they start a season. Some signs are fixed in that they hold the middle of a season. And then some signs are mutable, which means they're gearing up for the season to change. And that can represent that fluctuation of energy. But yes, Sol and I are both fixed signs. So I get it. We're like very focused. We have that thing in us, but we also thrive on change a lot as well. And we are living in very special times where we're sort of in this time where there's a lot of flux, but also a desire to find something kind of constant, a, a kernel, some truth. Now the nodes are gonna be moving into fixed signs. So that should be really interesting for all the fixed signs out there, which is not only the Taurus Scorpio axis, but also the Aquarians and the Leos, but all of mm -hmm. us are going to experience this energy. So how do you understand uh, the Scorpio Taurus, Taurus axis? Apart from uh, looking at the nodal axis in general terms, it is a very, uh, um, it, it's about empowerment. It's about your resources. You know, if you just look at the Taurus part of it, that's about your personal subjective resources. It's your talents. It's what you have already, already just have inside of you. And um, Taurus is the farmer. It's the one who comes to the field every day to grow. Uh, you know, there's no vacation in farming. You know, you have to be there every day. And that's the kind of fixity that comes in Taurus, this kind of, um, if you want to grow your talents, you have to be meticulous about it. You have to be consistent with it. You have to go there every day, even though you don't want to sometimes, but you still have to do it. And that kind of uh, harmony that's required in order to get there, because if your mind is full of all worries and, and struggles, you won't have that kind of um, energy to kind of like be steady with it. Drama will come. There will be disruption in the flow, uh, disharmony. We've all been in states of disharmony and we know how that feels. It feels like 
we are not fertile inside, you know, like the creativity sort of evaporates and, and our mind is being sucked up by other problems. So there, that's why uh, Taurus is a sign of uh, solitude because it prefers to be alone because it doesn't want to sp uh, spend its resources on something that's not worth their time. Like it's not worth my time, it's just disrupting my harmony so that I cannot be creative with my resources. That's Taurus thinking, and sometimes they have to be alone. So it's a, it's a lot about autonomy, about, you know, staying in your own body, being embodied, uh, trusting your body and trusting yourself. So that's one part of it. And it's really, uh, you can just sense how empowering that is, you know, when you really start loving yourself and you appreciate yourself and you start appreciating your talents and your gifts and you're really starting to kind of like get into the abundance, you know, of yourself. With, then of course, you can't have one with the, without the other. And then here comes Scorpio. And that's the drama. You know, that's the emotional drama <laughs> that we sometimes just get sucked into by other people. It's like, and there you were. Now we have to talk about, you know, the real stuff, you know. And that's sometimes, mm, from a Taurus perspective, it could be like, I uh, really don't have the time, you know. But from a Scorpio perspective, this is where the growth happens. This is where you can like really push that, that limitation and you get beyond it. And I need you to get there. You know, like it's, it's a kind of like, I need you thing. So, and since this is the South node, uh, we're definitely gonna look at our addictions with this one, you know? So do you really need that person in order to grow? You know, are you just using that as an excuse? Are you addicted to this human being or what, you know? Or to this substance or to this, whatever it is, that's the object of, of, of your desire. This is what I need in order to get to the next step. So both of them pertains to a certain power, but Scorpio needs to empower itself. Everything that goes on in Scorpio is about empowerment. It's, it's about being, getting stronger. And the modern ruler of Scorpio is Pluto. We always look very closely on the rulers of the nodal axis when we want to understand the nodal axis. And the modern ruler is Pluto. And Pluto, as I mentioned before, is the enzyme for the soul. It's, it's the thing, it's the quality that purifies that which stands in the way for the expression of the soul. Because the soul is the only eternal value if you like. Everything else will, at one point in your life, not be there anymore. Your beauty will change, your, your money will change, your, your relationships will change sooner or later, if not uh, by natural, uh, you know, growing apart, then something else happens because eventually we all have to die. And when we die, we die alone. We don't get our partners with us, you know? It's like, we, we die alone, it, we meet the creator alone. And that's the, the core understanding of what is temporary and what is eternal, you know, and soul is eternal. It's your key, it's the key to eternity. So it's the real true power in a sense, everything else is temporary. And 
that's why we sometimes uh, have to deal with a lot of addictions in Scorpio or what we think we need in order to feel strong. Uh, because Pluto's main mission is to, I think, you know, like re remind us that we are souls and we have power inside of ourselves. So with this nodal axis in particular, I think we're going to look a lot on our own personal, how we abuse our own power or also, you know, the trust and, and generosity of other people maybe as well, or how we're being abused and letting ourselves be abused, etc., and so forth. It's very tricky theme, you know, abuse, um, but it is very important to deal with at this time in our history because there is so much self-abuse, a self-abandonment, especially the self-abandonment is like extremely, um, for me, it's very visible these days through my clients and, and in my work in general, I just see it, how people deny themselves the opportunity to listen to their own inner intuition and voice and actually just listen to themselves and their own bodies. And the Taurus North Node is very much about, uh, you know, embodiment and empowerment that way. Just, I mean, Taurus, when it works well, it does not abandon itself. It doesn't, it's loyal to itself. And we can call that selfish or we can call that being really, really smart and being really, really capable of listening to the body and taking care of its true needs. The body never lies, the mind lies. And that's, you know, that's what we're now moving from a, a mind oriented, more knowledge oriented, kind of nodal axis into a more like soul and body oriented uh, nodal axis. So healing wise, I think it can be really good for a lot of people because they're going to feel super empowered in themselves and learn to listen to their bodies again and learn to take good proper care of it and, and also be more independent with that. So that's, yeah. That's how you can see those signs, but there are so many levels to it. You know, you also have the collective, and we're going to go through that a little bit in the in the lecture. The but yeah, yeah, and but Uranus, but think, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so much yummy we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I think it's going to be such an exciting class, and I'm really excited to hear, especially like to know about how Uranus is going to conjunct the North node and what that's going to mean. And, you know, between you and me, soul, even though yes, and YouTube and everybody watching this, um, my South node is in Taurus. My North node is in Scorpio. Ooh. I'll be having my nodal opposition. And so earlier you spoke about the nodal return, which happens every 18 years or so. Um, mm. We also have the nodal oppositions that happen mm. every 18 years or so as well. And the nodal squares that happen. And so all of these become uh, sort of important turning point moments mm. for a lot of us in our own lives. And so I know, and I feel that you are just such a perfect guide for this time. Uh, for all of us who have important nodal activity already taking place in the Taurus Scorpio axis or elsewhere as well. And for the collective, uh, just listening to you now, I know that you're going to bring this wonderful perspective, but I know that you always do bring this incredible astrological <laughs> perspective as well. So I'm so excited about your talk, Soul. Uh, 
Yeah, me too. Yay. I can't wait. It's, yes. such a, it's such a juicy theme, you know? I it's know, like, right? whoa. Mm-hmm. Especially that yeah. Scorpio South Node. I mean, you just touched on it right now, but gosh, there are so many layers of understanding of that. I mean, I just think about when Pluto, because you were talking about Pluto as well, when Pluto went through Scorpio, boy, how much deep transformation oh. occurred, how many taboos were right out in the open and changed, how we started talking about things that we never spoke about. Mm-hmm. It'll be so interesting to see how we as a collective now start doing that as well. And so mm. much more. I mean, all the different ways in which you understand these symbols, I think is going to be so powerful. Mm. And so once again, everybody remember, Soul is going to be part of the January 2022 speaker series at Synchronicity University, uh, alongside other brilliant astrologers as well. And if you sign up before the end of December, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. And you hear the caliber of astrologer that we have here in Seoul makes it absolutely worth it. Seoul, thank you so much for being here today and for giving us this preview and insight into the nodes. I'm so looking forward to your talk. Me too. Thank you, Nadia. It was was super fun to get my mind going into these uh, areas again, you know. Um, Yeah, it's my favorite theme. Yeah, right. The nodal axis without doubt Mm. well it's obvious your passion is there your love is there your knowledge is there it's so obvious well same to you i mean you come up with such enthusiasm and love for astrology (laughs) that it's really you know (laughs) that's the sad everybody astrology rocks you know yeah 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 yeah. really rocks yeah that's beautiful it's perfect because you know Yeah, but what it can is. I say? <laughs> yeah, mm. I am so Sag mm. Moon in that way, you know. Yeah, I love it, mm. and I love when I see people who love what they do. Like to me, that's the best mm. part of this is like sharing with people, other people who love astrology, who love what they're doing. They mm. make the best teachers. Yeah, evidently, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I can only vouch for that. You know, like from my own upbringing and going to school, it's like the enthusiasts always got their point through. That's oh, sure. yes, that's so true, mm. right? Yeah, mm. enthusiasm yeah, yeah, goes yeah. a very long way in so many ways. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again, yeah. so, so yeah. So appreciate you, thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. It, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you uh, during my lecture. Yes. And thank you again, Soul. And thank you everybody out there for watching. And until we connect again, take care. Bye.